Alright, hello and welcome back everyone. I am every boomer's worst nightmare, a non-binary witch with pronouns and blue hair, Tom. <laughs> What's up, Tom? Oh no! <laughs> I, I bet you have. This is more terrible than our housing crisis, oh no. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> nice. So, um, I guess I'll, I'll go next. Uh, I'm once again back on the mic. This is uh, Eli representing every every giant out there you know being over six foot two and weighing in a awesome charismatic haircut uh well I'm, I'm i'm back i you know at the first half of your uh intro i thought you were about to break out into a rap and <laughs> the second half of the intro i thought you were about to break into a wwe like <laughs> <laughs> physical description and like, like in this corner <laughs> it was a good 50 50 yeah there. no i was right yeah, on I that really same fence that. I think he's gonna. I think he was gonna like split the difference between the two and start rapping his introduction. Honestly, that's that's a move. Yeah. I like that. That's a way to. That's a way to get in. We'll there. get it. We'll, we'll yeah. do that one episode. Yes. Where we, stay uh, tuned, we, everyone. We'll Spoilers for future episodes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. I shouldn't spoil things. Uh, I'll go. Uh, I'm Cameron. I'm. I don't have some witty banter or some witty joke to start with, but I will tell you one thing. And that is that I'm here to have fun. How's nice, that? Nice, bro. How's, is nice. that good? Very solid. Is that Acceptable. That's All right. Plus. All right. Thank plus. you so much. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm I'm Evan, and I did not shoot up in a cold sweat 20 minutes ago and go fuck. <laughs> nice. You might want to. Didn't. Not what happened. Elaborate. It was very on, uh, warm sweat. Yeah. No. On, especially yeah. Maybe you should tell everybody how you were. You know. Uh, talking to your pillow just now. What? What? No. no well, I, oh, you. I'm either... gonna assume that that's a turn of phrase. I don't know. Well, it's either you're shooting <laughs> no. heroin yes. or you shot up out of bed. What? So... Yeah, I shot up in a cold sweat, and I'm gonna leave that up to to interpretation. That's okay. Good. It could be both. It could be both. That's a fair point. Yeah. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. Not with them. I. Uh, some people sleepwalk. I sleep shoot. What? Oh, that tracks. That's awful. Yeah. <laughs> That's that it's a like, really difficult person. And and like the worst thing, the worst thing is right. if I can't like while I'm sleeping find any kind of needle, I'll just jab pencils into my arm. Ooh. So much worse. Um that is pretty worse. Okay, bro. Yeah. So I'm going to stop this bit now cuz it's starting to get to a point where I'm not comfortable continuing. Yeah. So uh pencil pusher. Let's uh let's <laughs> just, just call me a pencil pusher. <laughs> yeah. Nice. That's a new one. Um, <laughs> so uh, you guys see Tom's <laughs> let's face. Uh, get ready to uh, dungeon some dragons. So uh, who all remembers what happened last week? Oh, oh I, I, I have some memories that I like to remember. Pretty, <laughs> oh, oh, uh, oh, great, pretty great glorious DM. Can you can you give us like a you know an, a small small uh, hint? Maybe I will allow a it. Hint. <laughs> <laughs> so you all. Woke up as your day starts many a time over uh, on Yggdrasil, the great tree that exists outside the normal flow of time that connects to all other worlds. And we did a little uh, zoom in, Sims style zoom in on your individual little bungalows. Um, you know, just cause... Can anyone talk Simish? I was about to and then my mind went blank. So 
<laughs> That's kind of how you do it, actually. Right? You just gotta... Someone just cleared my queue. Balloons again. It's gone. Someone cleared my queue. Yeah. Oh, no. They're watching. They're watching. Uh, so, yeah. Why don't you guys take it away from there? Uh, well, firstly, if uh, your body turns up in a four-walled uh, enclosure in a pool uh, in a few days um, where you couldn't escape the pool for some reason, uh, we'll know that, you know, we truly live in the Sims Matrix. So yeah. I'll watch out for yeah, that. Yeah, definitely keep your eyes um, peeled for that headline. Yeah, yeah, for when a pool appears in Tom's front yard just out of nowhere and Tom <laughs> drowns in a pool with no ladder that didn't exist two days ago. Oh, no! We're watching. Uh, but speaking of uh, watching, uh, nobody was watching uh, Quincy Q. Quandry the night before our introduction. Uh, he went on back to say goodbye to his romantic partner, Olympia Adler, uh, the sentient typewriter, um, uh, and gathered his wits and met his two uh, adventuring companions back in the square. I know he did that. Yeah, I, I do remember that after after Yggdrasil appeared in the town square and said, you, the three specifically, not an army, just you three, I'm going to send you out on a mission. Uh, yeah. We all kind of prepared, uh, not really knowing what to do and not really wanting to fight a god. So uh, we, we each went our separate ways, went back to our, our little bungalows. Uh, got, I know Ash pulled... A, a a fun equipment montage that I was um I always I always love doing them so much, uh and then you know got got a little got a little dressed up had some fun going to the boutique before we all set out yes with Silas Mandrake darling <laughs> yeah mm. and then as well as you know uh, Hoon going out and saying hello to the twins you know and discovering or maybe not discovering what was going on in the back room. Uh, and, uh, you know, also reminiscing over all the, the notes scribbled all over the walls and the, the floor and the ceiling and, you know, on the bed sheets and in the cupboards and in the pantry and all over the dresser drawer doors and in underneath the dresser and around the dresser. There's a lot of ink. Dresser. Yes, just all the ink. But really, it scratches like someone out of a horror movie. Um, did to a wall at one point. Um, so it's sometimes it's hard to see, and other times he's just manic enough to understand what's happening. So, um, so the beautifully hourglass Lieutenant Hoon's bedroom is covered in fucking chicken scratch. Yes, yes, that's correct. A full chicken Hoon. scratch. Yeah, that's it's his pirate a... name. Is old hourglass Hoon. <laughs> he's a glass cannon too, actually. So oh my God. Yeah, <laughs> he is a glass cannon. Sure, but you guys don't know that. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. Uh, so, I mean, that pretty much gets us up to more or less present. Uh, you walked through an eyeball and onto hmm. another ah, branch. Yeah, that's standard. Before, um, still creepy. Kind of dive bombing into uh, another world, just kind of hanging off one of the branch like a uh, like a fruit from a tree. And uh, I did yeet. I did forget about that. So. Last we left off, you all arrived with your billowing scarves and procured rings of warmth from the Merryweathers into this frozen wasteland. You can see the campsite, you know, 
just a little ways up ahead of you. Um, everything is just this large, vast field of ice, kind of jaggedy, craggy mountains. It's that kind of perpetual twilight, you know, of the Arctic Circle or possibly the Antarctic Circle, where everything is just kind of that dim, dim, not quite night, but definitely not day. Um, you can see the campsite ahead of you, and it is eerily silent, but just glowing out on the horizon is this big, brassy, mirror-finished dome that seems to be dominating the horizon. I, uh, I think we're supposed to be in there. Um, you were... Oh, wow, look at, look at, look at how, how, like, bulby it is. <laughs> how bully? Bulby! You, uh, oh. you didn't get your doctorate from, uh, English, did you? Well, well you, you know, it, it's, 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 I like to use archaic language sometimes, um... Mm. Isn't it really weird how across all, uh, you know, all of our pasts, English is just always spoken and like every like we all know the same language. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> it's a little weird. I feel like that's the recurring D and D joke. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a it's a little out of place. It's a little yeah. Out of, out of yeah, place. that. Ah, oh, yeah. So you must be switched to the universal language. English. Yeah. <laughs> English, but specifically the United States English. Right. We're never going to put the British no. flag on our English. Yeah, we're not going to talk about torches or anything like that, that's for sure. Torches and boots. Anyway, um, you were told by Yggdrasil, the avatar, not the tree, um, that uh, you were there to investigate and stop a temporal distortion, specifically a an interruption event. You know, something that has interrupted the flow of the normal stasis of time. um, That, if left unchecked, will continue to grow and consume this entire world's timeline. Um, So, what do you do? I think... Ash is not even... There's not even a moment's hesitation. He's just, yeah, that looks like a disruption. And is just trudging off the snow immediately. Like, head... Ash, what about what's on the snow? Snow? What do you mean? What's on the snow? It's snow. Well, he can he can hide stuff underneath the snow. You gotta be careful, bro. We'll be fine. Uh, I'll let me. I'll uh, go up ahead and I'll I'll take lead. I'll, I'll keep an eye out. I don't worry about you. That's what I'm good at. Uh, and I'll uh, I'm gonna look for prints that maybe may lead us towards this uh, object because I don't think we're the only ones out here. So, uh, give me an investigation check. Sorry. Oh, wait. First skill check of the show. First wow. This, is, this the is the first show. time. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, I uh, believe this is just an 18. Okay. Unfortunately. So with the 18, um, I mean, you can see it's not really snow. Snow. It's really more like um, pack ice more than anything um, with like a faint very small, maybe inch or so layer of snow on top of it. Um, so it's pretty clear to kind of see the tracks, but even underneath that kind of fairly fresh snow powder... Snow powder? Um, you <laughs> can discern you know, the footprints um, 
and more so like the landing treads of what looks like some sort of possible airborne vehicle that touched down. Um, you can see the the heavy drag marks, um, some other vehicle uh, treads kind of leading towards the camp. Um, you know, lots of footfall in this area. Um, but with that 18, I will also tell you that they seems like it's been maybe a week or so old. Hmm. Oh, that's, that's a lot. Alright, uh, looks like, uh, looks like we've got some sort of flight craft uh, area around here. Looks like there's been, uh, some history here. Oh, so, sorry, sorry, what, what was that? It's, it's really, it's really windy right now. Oh, uh, one second. I, uh, cast, uh, Thought Strand <laughs> on my forehead and, uh, pass my thought back for, uh, the other two to just, like, uh, absorb the thought of. That way there's just no talking unless they talk up towards me. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I guess Jeez. there's a mild breeze. Um, <laughs> oh, um, well, never mind. Just listen up then, Hoon. What? Oh, 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 all right. All right. What's, what's up? All right. Look, there's like an aircraft, uh, possibly, in the area. There's some tracks. Um, something's been here for about a week now. Oh! Uh, we're, uh, yeah, I think we're heading the right direction. Well, I mean, that's oddly strange, you know, um, I mean, uh, Hoon looks around to see if there's any kind of, like, propulsion, like, uh, evidence of any kind that, you know, would be that of, like, uh, combustion or, like, um, steam-powered or something of that nature, like, you know, in... In the tracks. Uh, yeah, give me an investigation check. Six. Yeah, it's really difficult. I mean, you can kind of, like, you know, once Quincy starts kind of pointing out, you know, everything in front of you, you can kind of see where he's pointing at, but with that fresh, fairly fresh snowfall over everything, it's... You can't really pick it up. Um... But, I mean, even with a six, you can kind of see that, it, like, something, like, landed and then took off. That's about what you got. So, these... I'm so It's always jarring to remember. The, this place, it has mechanical craft that allow people to fly. That's what these tracks look like? That is what this looks like. Okay. No, I, I'm saying this in character. This ah. is this is this is not me questioning you, the DM. This is me, like I, I've never, I've not, I don't know what these tracks are. This, I, I can see uh, their wheels. I do not. I don't know. Yeah, these it's definitely something that seems like it's uh, some type of uh, aircraft. Okay. So. Okay. Keep an eye on the sky, most likely. So, um, is there any way that this aircraft, whatever it is, like, how? How did how did they land? Could it have landed in that big brass dome over there? Uh, does it look like that? Well, judging from it, it looks like it ran more parallel, I suppose. Like it touched down, landed, and flew away in a different direction. Like, but that's really as much as you can tell from just the landing treads. It seems like if they uh, came in and then left in a different direction. 
and didn't land directly over there. It's possible they were dropping something, someone off. Maybe they Maybe were picking a someone up. Uh, I, he's been here probably about uh, a week, based on what I can tell. So. Hmm. All right. Well, we'll find out if we find out. I guess. Yeah. Uh, let's just keep on heading towards the uh, big pimple in the ground there. Um, just to kind of clarify a little bit, like, you're maybe 50 feet out from the campsite. The big old brassy dome oh. is, like, miles away. It's just very large and dominates. Got it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, well, let's, uh, let's just look through this camp, try to see if there's any, uh, clues, I suppose, and, uh, maybe we can get more information that way. All right. <laughs> Gay, rifling through other people's things, my favorite. It is quite exciting. <laughs> oh, that was sarcasm. Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> other people are so fucking gross. Hey, well, you know, I, you got, you know how to use mage hand? Oh, oh, oh I do. No. I know how to use mage hand. I know how right, to use you, this hand. All right, so you just point it out to one of us, and we'll we'll take their things. You know, you don't need to get your hands dirty. Oh, it's fine. I'm not a germaphobe. I just don't like it. Alright, you know, just offering. I appreciate it, I appreciate it. Alright. Uh, we'll get to work searching this camp. So, as you approach the tent, you get a better view of it. Um, there are five tents. Uh, one of them looks like it's just completely collapsed. Um, initially, just kind of walking to the campsite, you just kind of look, aside from the class tent, looks pretty normal. Except you realize that there is no sound no activity um there's a large centralized kind of fire pit that is cold like it doesn't seem to have been late it's even got that fresh layer of snow over it. i won't even make you investigate that like it's just been snowed over everything has that light kind of dusting of snow but um otherwise it's like eerily silent i've got a question yeah. The fire pit, there, it, it, it's filled with wood, yes, or is it coals? Uh, coals. Coals? Okay. Uh, yeah, so I look around, There's if I look around, is, there's no trees around? There are no trees. It is the Antarctic so brought, wasteland. Yeah, so they brought this supply from, the the plane probably brought this supply. This this isn't pulled from around here. Whatever set this camp is related to that, that aircraft, which means they probably came off of it set up this camp and then went to go investigate so we might that, encounter that, them later. That definitely makes sense. It could also be that they left in a hurry. Hmm. The opposite well, is true. Um, yeah. if, 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 if you guys would give me a second, I, I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna try and uh, detect magic. Okay. Um, are you casting that regular or are you casting that ritual? Uh, ritual. Okay. So while you're taking your ten minutes to uh, go about set up your... <laughs> Um, I'll come and re- your spell reagents. Like, how does that look? Like, how does Hoon do magic? I mean, so for Hoon to do magic, it's like the best way to say it um, is very much just like using any surface that he has available to him and like scratching it into the surface, and then like the 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 divots and dents in whatever surfaces eventually fills with this the the magic weave. Gotcha. Okay. So, yeah, uh, while Hoon is actively preparing his detect magic for the next ten minutes or so, um, does anyone else want to do something? 
Are you going to hang close to each other? Uh, this, uh, this is going to take a minute there. I think uh, Ash won't physically touch anything, but as Hoon is doing the... Um, as Hoon is doing their ritual casting, is going to just pace the perimeter. Like, I want to get a, a measurement kind of of the campsite. About how big... Or like, not not like exact sizes, right. but like comfortably how how many people could this have held? Uh, how is there any indication of how long they stayed at the camp before they headed out? Stuff like that. Gotcha. Um, just just from a gl- a glance. Right. Basically. So with your just kind of preliminary scouting, um, you know, there's a few of them. The t- the tents actually have labels on them, um, like painted on the outside. It seems almost um. Like, almost has a borderline, like, militaristic kind of level of discipline in terms of their actual setup. Um, it's two larger tents um, that look like they might have been crew quarters, uh, one of which is with a collapsed one. There is a much larger tent that you see is labeled um, Research. Um, you can see a little chimney kind of protruding out of that. Uh, there is a storage tent. That one is roughly about maybe eight by five. Um, and the last one is a not quite as large as the research tent, but is a medical tent. Um, mm. so you can wager a guess somewhere maybe between 8 to 15 people probably you know could okay. comfortably so occupy a, this a small troop huh? right um, you also notice that they're all labeled um, with the this fancy like red oval insignia with a golden R inside of it flanked by these kind of like laurel leaves um, with the words ah, uh, Rome Ravensboro Institute for Paranormal Research emblazoned underneath it. Damn. Um, <laughs> I thought we'd come to Rome. <laughs> yes, Rome. I keep, I keep hearing about how it was built in a yeah, day. Yeah, Rome, but with planes. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Um, you also... Welcome to Sid Meier's Civilization. <laughs> <laughs> you also notice that as you come around the medical tent, one of the walls has actively been cut open. Mm. Mm. The Now, I, I doubt this is something I can tell very easily, but is it, does it look like it was cut from the inside or the outside? Is there any way I could tell by the way it was um, cut? By the like the angle to... of it as the, as the cloth Give me pushed. an investigate. Okay. Uh, well, um, that's the. I think that's gonna be our first natural twenty. Oh the well, then. oh my! <laughs> and your first roll at that. Congratulations! Wow. Yeah. It's just all downhill from here, huh? Oh my god! Oh, <laughs> damn straight. It's a it's a natural twenty for a nice. total of twenty three. Okay. Ooh. So, um, yeah. I mean, you've Not been around these kind of medical tents. It's that same, like, duck cloth. That same very heavy canvas, um, mm. waterproofed to the nines. All that. But um, I've had people try and rip their way out of tents a couple, a few times. Right. So like, you can clearly tell like the tent has been definitely cut open from the inside. Um, okay. and like with that investigation, like I'll even you know, 
damn. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I saw the natural 20 and I was like, yes, the lower 20s. Uh, so you, as you're kind of poking around, just kind of looking, you can actually see just barely on the inside, you know, as it just kind of barely flaps in that that breeze, um, that there are what looks like possibly bloody handprints. Um, mm. On the floor? Or on the sides, on the of, the sides of the tent? But, like, more so, like, okay. as it kind of catches, you can kind of catch very faint glimpses from the inside, and it looks like it's more on the inside pushed out. Um, so, as soon as I notice all this, Ash is, like, pacing around the camp, immediately stops. He drops into a completely focused, like, lock-eyed stare, uh, like, squatting directly in front of the cut open on the tent, and is just waiting patiently for Hoon's ritual to finish. Because he is, like, immediately looking to charge into this tent and start looking for shit. Okay. Quincy, anything for you? Well, uh, I guess during that time, uh, since you're kind of already looking around, uh, I kind of want to get vision... Uh, outside of the camp, just make sure that nothing's approaching. I don't see anything else nearby. Uh, just kind of make sure we're doing all right. It is a vast frozen wasteland. Like you, there's like the occasional, not quite howl, but that definite like loud whisper of wind kind of blowing across the ice. The occasional like faint crackle of um you know, something just kind of rolling across a hard surface, but, like, nothing that you can immediately discern as living. Every now and then, the pounding of a fist on the other side of the ice. Help! Help! Mm. <laughs> yeah, all right. I mean, there it. is that, but I didn't think it worth mentioning. Um, yeah. No, I, I probably don't even pay attention to it. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, they got themselves into that mess. They can get themselves out, obviously. <laughs> you figured it itself. Shouldn't have gone ice fishing in the Arctic, dumbass. <laughs> Come on. Just throw in a word. I will. Yeah, I, I was going to say, if I don't see anything else out there, I'd probably just sit down next to Hoon. Alright, Hoon, uh, just uh, let me know when you're done. Oh, oh, oh yeah, I'm I'm almost there. And um, you start to see, like, the the crevices and the cracks as, as he's um, furiously scribing, you know, um, all, all of the, the words and symbols that, re- that are required for this ritual cast uh, slowly start to fill up with uh, this unnaturally magical light. And uh, as soon as that spell goes off, like, you... It's almost like a... The way I'm imagining it's almost like a bubble, like, made of those same kind of arcane sigils, just kind of, like, like kind of engulfs the area immediately around you. Um, and you're getting a faint reading from the research tent. And a couple very faint readings from the medical tent. Hoon, what you got? Ash shouts from across the the camp uh, on the other side. Oh, what you got? Show me what you uh, got. Oh, uh, oh, 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 yeah. Oh, all, all right, guys. I got um, I got, I got, I got, I got a faint reading from from the medical tent, and I I got a a, a reading from from the all research right, tent. Uh... So, What'd you find over there, uh, Ash? I don't know why you're shouting that loud. There's no wind or anything to block our sound. <laughs> yeah. We're fully fine. Honestly, that sound probably carried for at least a mile. There's nothing oh, yeah. nearby that's going to block that sound. That's just going <laughs> to just reverberate. Uh, Somewhere off in the distance, you see someone. Yeah, you see a shadowy figure ducking over their shoulders. <laughs> 
uh, well, what I found is it definitely looks like something ripped its way out of this medical tent, and I'm going to look to examine. This is something I've dealt with a lot before, and I think I'm going to get good eyes on this. What happened in here? All right, uh, Hoon, let's uh, you and me go to uh, research oh. tent. I don't know. I, yeah, yeah, I, I guess. And um, you see Hoon pull out for the first time his MP. Uh oh. Um, what is what? What do you have here? You want to give a little bit more dramatic flair to that? I just yeah, just. Where did you get that gun? from? Where, you just reach into your jacket and it was it was. Oh 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 yeah no I this is. It, but like, yeah, how did you maintain right such a perfect it, hourglass it, it, figure? It right is my question. <laughs> Oh, no, it's no, it's not that I'm worried it's about it. It's like I'm that. impressed. I just okay. like, is there like a like a little like pocket dimension you put it in? Like, how do you? I'm never gonna get over hourglass figure. <laughs> it's, I'm never gonna get over it. <laughs> oh, 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 well, you, you know, it, it kind of just hangs off off under, underneath the armpit, and it just fits real nicely. Honestly, it, it works. Uh, the only thing I have to do is like I have to prep a magazine every once in a while. Oh wait, do you do you even know what a, a magazine is? Do I know what a magazine is? I've been asked to uh, model in a few magazines in my time. I have no idea what a magazine is. <laughs> oh yeah, no. It, 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 anyway, I, I can explain all this. To any, I'm I'm ready. Let's let, let's let's go ahead, uh, Quincy. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, get in there. All right. So you know, I'm actually disgusting. Yeah, I was gonna say I'll start with the let's start with the medical tent. <laughs> yep. Uh, that nat 20 just kind of, I guess that nope. set the tone. Um, <laughs> so, uh, how are you entering this tent? Uh, it is, how, how do I put this? Uh, Ash walks into the tent and the, like the moment he's outside the tent door, pulls his sword, his one handed, like it's a one handed, slightly curved, slightly straight blade that, like, as he pulls it out, kind of crackles as it draws from the scabbard. Uh, and, like, not glows with a faint light, but, like, pops a little bit, illuminating the medical tent for a few seconds as some material in the scabbard strikes against the steel of the blade. And Ash stands outside first, waving the sword around inside to see if there's anything immediately dangerous that he needs to engage with before he enters. I more so meant, did you use the front door? Or did you claw into? No, the I'm coming inside? in through. I'm coming in through the hole. I'm coming in through the gaping <laughs> hole. <laughs> okay. How would? Why would I not go in through the ripped hole you, in the side of the? You gotta tent? get through that ripped hole in the side. It's so cinematic. That's fair. Um, the ca- the cinematography is enough. So you flail your glowy, faintly <laughs> glowy slurred <laughs> through yeah, the I, gap. I, I rip it out and I <laughs> just wave it around. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and, uh, nothing seems to react to that. Okay. So if there's no immediate reaction, as soon as the blade stops glowing, because again, it's not the blade itself glowing, it's some kind of material reacting, he sheathes it again, uh, kind of sends bone in on one side and breaches in through the other. Uh, not, he doesn't have any kind of light. Ash has dark vision. Uh, and so does Bone. So they, they both kind of just walk in and vanish into the, not shadow of this tent, but like the, the deep grayness uh, and anonymity of this, this region. So uh, it yeah, is th- dim, I will say. Um, there is some light coming in through the opening you just came in through. Not much, but um, there is 
the tent itself is almost like subdivided. Um, it's almost like two thirds of it is taken up with this, um, almost like the triage center. Like there's four beds, four cots, um, set up. You can see one of them has just been completely the one closest to you, um, in and to your left, um, is just completely splintered. Um, the one immediately next to that on your right has been flipped over. Um, the two directly across are completely untouched. Um, to your left, you see that it, it's almost like, um, they created like a set of like kind of parallel walls with, um, alternated gaps to kind of create like a mini hallway, like a little, um, like privacy curtain, basically between that and another room that you can't see presently. Uh, so seeing, seeing it this subdivided, Ash decides to keep Bone in this room, uh, kind of has him go loosely and investigate the two beds on the other side of the, the tent to see if there's anything interesting there with the, like, the command of bring anything back or, like, alert me if you find anything, and goes to investigate the, the splintered and torn beds. And I have a theory, like, before I even make a skill check, if I look at this, by the way the bed is splintered and then the other is flipped, does it look like something from the area of the first cot flipped the second cot in its way to reach the hole and get out? Something like that, you might assume. Um, hmm. You and Bone, I guess, each make uh, investigation checks. All right. Uh so Ash's investigation is thirteen. Okay. Bone rolled the same number. I forgot what Bone adds to right. their thing. Uh, oh, Bone. Can, can I? Can I? Can I? Can I do? Can I do perception instead? Can I do perception instead of investigation? Please. Yeah, I'll allow that. Yes. <laughs> uh, so for Ash, then it's a fourteen, and Bone gets a fifteen. Okay. Um, we, we love a DM who lets you fuck around with investigation and perception. So, I mean, like, it does make sense that you would do more the perception, because, like, you know, perception, you're using your senses, investigate, you're using your mind. Mm -hmm. So, like, in this case, like, depending on, like, if you're sending Bone to go look for things, like, it would make sense to perceive, versus, like, if you're trying to piece things together, it would make more sense to investigate. So, yeah, so, so Ash will take investigation, then, since that's what he's doing. We'll do an investigation right. of 13. Okay. It's not much of a difference. Um, so your investigate kind of reveals something like that, but you kind of actually get more of the impression that something happened in the splintered bed. Or no, vice versa. So something happened in the bed that was flipped over. Like something mm -hmm. like got out of it, I guess, with such force that it flipped the bed over. And then... And then splintered smashed. the other as going through it. Not even so much going through it, just like in like whatever fury they were in pot just for some reason smashed this bed okay uh i'm going to investigate the area around these two beds seeing seeing that is there anything like i assume there's things strewn about that right because generally in a medical tent like this there'd be trays or some kind of table with things on it nearby um not so much in this part of the room mm -hmm. um versus bone on the other hand um they go kind of waddling off and start sniffing around the other two cots. And um, you see Bone is kind of nosing at a uh, pile of discarded bandages. 
and um, starts making noises. I always assume that, like, bones noises. It, it's not a, like, the phone vibrating sound, the v- v- but it's a. Uh... <laughs> I imagine it is either a vibration or he's trying to make a noise and it is just the sound of scraping metal. That, that uh, probably sounds more accurate. Either that or he just starts making text tones. Um, <laughs> you just hear the fucking dial-up modem. Alright, seeing the lack of stuff shown around, Ash is going to go follow Bone and not poke at the bandages immediately. He's going to draw his sword once more and poke at it from a distance. Um, You stick your sword into this pile of discarded bandages which i mean gross um mm-hmm. yeah, well that's why i didn't want to do it with my hands <laughs> oh my yeah no gloves. that's entirely reasonable but like uh you do poke around you hear your sword hit something hard and possibly glassy uh so i i'm, I'm gonna start like because it's slightly curved there is a little divot on the back of the sword beneath where like the blade curves so i'm just gonna start like hooking bandages and kind of flicking them off just, it, it's a little slow going, but it, <laughs> I, I don't want to touch this shit. Yeah, there's a um, small ampule of some sort of potion or another. Hmm. Let me let me double check if I have a means of identifying this. I mean, Arcana <clears throat> would do it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a spell for identifying this. Uh, saying, so I'm not, I'm not going an... to, yeah, I don't want to make an arcana check yet. I'm going to kind of just, I'm going to have, not bone, but I'm going to have Daedra, the little, uh, the little <laughs> homunculus, who it still has been with me the whole time. This right. little, like, two foot tall medical tray headed little cro- goblin, uh, just walk up and, like, with one weirdly muscular arm, just grab it and put it on the tray and just keep following me around everywhere. Uh,. It's a horrifying creation, but it is useful. Yeah, yeah. That's the motto. Uh, and if if there's nothing else, like, I'm very much interested in this tent, but if there's nothing else that, like, immediately is eye-catching in this room, uh, I'm going to, to push into the, the covered other chamber. For other right. chambers. Um, it's not even so much, like, a, like, push-through. It's, like... If you've ever been to, like, one of those, like, haunted houses where they have, like, two parallel walls with, like, an entrance, like, on the left and then an entrance on the right on the other mm. wall. So it's, like, two, like a parallel hallway, basically. I thought it's it was kinda... a draped curtain. I see. Yeah, so, no, you enter in on one side and then exit on the other. So okay. it just creates, like, a little, like, privacy buffer. So that, then we'll, we'll divide and conquer, as we always do. And I'll go in through the entrance. I'll send Bone through the exit. And I doubt anything important is going to come of that, but I'm doing it anyway. Yeah, um, and then <gasps> happens, um, and then Ash gets teleported to hell. <laughs> um, so as you actually enter in, like you hear a faint like flicker, almost like a light bulb kind of like an old timey light bulb kind of flickering on, and you see the lantern hanging from the center of this chamber, this sectioned off area, um, kind of flicker to life and just very faintly hum with this kind of soft, warm, golden light. Um, You can see in the center of the room is a larger um, examination table. Mm. Um, You can see a a slightly more comfy-looking cot kind of nestled towards the back. Um, 
You can see a couple cabinets uh, with uh, various medical supplies and a desk um, just strewn with papers. Um, but notable, the bed has a body in it. So, as important as the uh, the body is, the first thing Ash's eyes are drawn towards is the flickering light as he enters the room. Uh, it's just I, a... Go ahead, sorry. I just wanted to ask, is it an oil, electric, gas lantern? Can I tell? Um, It seems to be some bizarre combination of electric and some sort of arcane fuel source. Okay, I'm, I'm just trying to gauge the level of technology of these people as I keep right. going. So like so, it looks so, like a t- it looks like a classic kind of gas lantern um hanging yeah. from the center of the chamber but like where would normally be what looks like an oil reserve instead just kind of has what looks like a glass sphere um with like a very faint flicker of kind of like kind of very faint blue luminescence no. like almost like a little like nebulous cloud just kind of like floating inside of it Ash coming from a not as tactical, like not as far along and technologically developed timeline as uh, from when he left it, is very much interested in like the the difference in levels and studying that and how it affects people. Uh, but the then immediately the body that's pretty important. <laughs> as, as much as Ash wants to rifle through that medical cabinet and pillage anything of value. Uh. Let's go up to this body. I think, I think, how we do this is we have one of the the enemies do it, which is one of the mechanical spiders. Their their actual name. They all share the same name. Is they're all enemies, and it's just one singular enemy. Uh, it's <laughs> aggravating to say, and I love it. Uh, it's spelled E R I N Y E to piss you off. Uh, oh, Ash is gonna take take one of them and just toss it at the body. Because their actual medical purpose is their heartbeat sensors, so they ha- like their legs are little needles that can puncture in the skin and manually like Ooh. feel a heartbeat. Uh-huh. So I, he's just going to toss one of the spiders on the body and see if it's still alive. See what the enemy gives back. Um, you actually hear what sounds like an almost hollow thunk as Aaron Hughes makes contact with the chest cavity. <laughs> and so, the, just to make sure, this is on the examination table. This is on the cot. On the cot, correct. Okay. So the the little whirring starts as the enemy like backs up a leg and just kind of right into the chest. Is there any like heartbeat sensed of any kind? Not at all. Is there even a human heart detected inside, or a humanoid heart? Um, I'm trying to think of like okay, so yeah, you got these really cool medical drones, but also like, <laughs> <laughs> um. I would have to say that would be worth a medicine check. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, without actually having a direct, like, telepathic and or, like, physical connection to your Aaron Yee, uh-huh. um, like, you wouldn't really be able to tell unless you actually got up in there. Uh, so a, a medicine check would be a 13. Um, One nat 20, two 10s, and a 9. So we're, we're, we're <laughs> averaging out real quick. Real quick. Oh, yeah. Um, So you actually find... um, You're not sure, Mm. honestly. Like, you feel like that would be a pretty obvious thing, but, like, this body also looks really dried out and borderline mummified. 
That, um, that was the next thing I was going to ask, is Ash would walk forward and look at the face. Like, so, like, kind of it's definitely been kind of drawn back. It doesn't look like it's been here all considering that long. Hmm. Um, but, like, um, also approaching it, like, you can see the style of, like, the, the heavy coat that this figure is wearing. Like, you can see a little, little iron stove kind of off in the corner, like, right near the bed, but um, currently unused. Uh, but the heavy coat is something reminiscent kind of like what you would see like what we the players would see like the old school like original like um like hillary expedition to the everest Mm. like you know just the real old school like early 1900s or so kind of style of like kind of heavy parka um so the the state of the body i'm very curious about I don't know much about Arctic regions, but knowing what I know about bodies, does the level of like decay and emaciation on this corpse look like it would be appropriate for the approximate week that we know this body to be here for? You're not entirely sure, to be honest. Okay. Not with a 13. Got it. Yeah, too too much I don't know. But this thing clearly isn't alive. Very clearly unalive. Hmm. I poke it with the sword, and then I walk away. Uh, I, I think I think the next things I hit are the next goal. I see the important pile of papers, but I think I'm going to save that for last. Is to check for any kind of resources in the room. So crouch down, open the stove. Is there anything inside? Um, just some ashy, burnt out coals. Mm-hmm. Uh, are there any trays in the table, like in the room, that kind of contain any kind of equipment worth? Um, noting? there is a kind of a glass and metal cabinet, like freestanding, you know, that has medical supplies in it. Seeing or what looked like else. medical supplies. Seeing nothing else, Ash bounces a little bit on his feet, giddy that he finally gets to do this, and opens the door <laughs> to the cabinet and absolutely just rummages through for anything of value. Like you find some you know, really out there stuff. Like you find some Ipecac. Like you find <laughs> like Pocket. you find another uh vial that seems to match up with the um the one that you found out front. Pocket. Um the little there's like little tags lined up on the shelves in front of it. That one they, looks like a pocket feeling. Yeah, the tag in the pocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I hang the tag on the outside of the pocket, so there's just like a little pocket labeled potion of healing. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, yeah, there's a now very frozen jar of leeches. Um, pocket. <laughs> everything literally everything <laughs> so you have effectively kind of rummaged together like one full healer's kit yeah <laughs> out nice. of the uh the supplies here plus two potions of healing oh shit so the two there were two potions in the cabinet plus the one in the previous room no total. so total of two potions the total one in two. the room one in the cabinet like you can see the space before you i don't know if you actually bother to look or not but there is definitely like oh yeah no there's definitely a space here pocket um yeah no there was there literally absolutely was not. It was just anything that was pocket pocket yeah. pocket. So you've effectively cobbled together one full healer's kit and yeah. um two potions of healing. Wonderful. And now for the information. Let's get to that table and bone is tearing that paper to shreds. Bone, get the fuck out of here. What's going on? What's on um, the table? There's a lot of like you can actually see there's a um a Manila folder, um, with Love a good uh, organization. 
<laughs> it's like one of the few that's like still kind of in everything else is kind of like it looks like it's been rummaged through but like this mm. one seems like pretty um well maintained it's um you can see on the outside is uh you know a mission dossier you know just like says in like very clearly typewritten font um definitely crack that open and you know it gives you the uh you know for mission 1127381a um prime directive ancient ruins that predate any other ruins discovered so far research team dispatched to investigate ruins and determine archaeological significance um it also has the letterhead for the ravensboro institute for paranormal research mm-hmm. um gives the latitude longitude as well as a a list of uh crew members that were sent out on this mission um as well as a full equipment loadout um which i guess for sake of thoroughness um ah i i was actually going to ask about that discrepancy i got all excited i was like oh i the player noticed something yeah (laughs) oh wait a minute no no i was right hold on okay okay so Um, i do get to ask about this discrepancy so to to make the viewers aware to put them in the loop uh tom beautiful dm that they are uh, has crafted an actual like written dossier uh, that they've distributed to us, uh, and I'm currently I'm currently looking through it myself. The big thing that catches Ash's eye, uh, I think, first off, the notation of the number of crew, which, as I count, is twelve. Is that a correct count? That is a correct count. Okay. Uh, a a crew count of twelve, as well as the note that there are six tents supposed to be with the equipment but we've only seen five uh i don't think there's anything that i like i'm i'm not gonna be like where's the six tent dm uh but i think ash (laughs) ash does keep that in mind that there is one there's one piece of equipment missing uh and he'll he'll pocket the dossier to double check the rest of the equipment with the supply tent if and when they go to check right um so for sake of thoroughness and um you know we'll be able to i guess sound clip this back in if we need to for sake of thoroughness the crew is as such uh chief investigator dr darwin malkinson lieutenant investigator mildred scott medical officer dr gaius Covine, medical assistant dr hope chavez security officer lana Br- lana brightheart security personnel mercedes peters jacob wilder and Alexander Thompson. Research personnel, Devo Germond, Dr. Helga Ragnar, Dr. Emerson Ragnar, and pilot Michael Sanderson. Um, otherwise, if you want to... I mean, that was the pretty notable thing on the desk um, that mm-hmm. you can just kind of freely see. Um, if you want to give me a... You know, break me off a piece of uh, either investigate <laughs> or perception... I do think it would be investigate here. Uh, so let's see. Uh, 14 for a total of 17. Okay. So you're able to actually, um, you know, find some weird semblance of order to some of these documents. And um, they all look like they've come from the notebook. Um, the movie? Yes. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Once he starts to cry. Yeah. <laughs> Ash just weeps, falls to his knees. <laughs> <laughs> Spends the rest of the adventure reading the notebook. 
<laughs> so if there's you find actually the cover more than anything and like a few blank pages towards the end but like you can actually kind of piece together a large chunk of these um pages and kind of fit them back together into an intelligible order um it's the notebook nice. of dr malkinson mm. um before you describe this is there another manila folder around there is not Damn it! <laughs> I was like, oh, can I be all organized and set these all up so I can toss the dossier to Quincy when we see it? Yeah. <laughs> no, is, um, is there a stapler? You rummage around and you actually find one of those new fangled staple list staplers and a handful oh, of yeah. paper clips. Oh, one of those, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Ash just staples the thing together uh, and starts <laughs> to read through it now that it's all, all neat, orderly. Um, so the doctor's journal... Um, details, you know, what starts off as kind of like the finding of a rare specimen, you know, in the ruins. Um, and, you know, some of the experiments that were done trying to find out more about the biology. At some point, you actually um, read something about uh, Jacob Wilder, one of the security personnel, um, getting injured, you know, whilst on the site and having to spend some time in recovery in the tent. Um you know, the doctor makes mention of like his, um, <clears throat> excuse me, his situation deteriorating very rapidly. Um, but you can also see that the journal itself is getting more and more unintelligible as it goes. Mm. You know, like it, his handwriting. You know, granted, it's a doctor's handwriting, but <laughs> <laughs> this only is so just lines on a paper. What is only this? so much lower. It, uh, you see, this gets... is why I have calligraphy proficiency. <laughs> Same, actually. It's me too. It's the greatest skill in the game. It is. Uh, so, the longer the journal goes on, you can actually see like it gets more and more unintelligible. Like the scratchings just become more frantic in a way. Like it's covered in like some of the letters are being replaced out by other letters like from a different language like what are some of the ones that ash speaks uh oh the language is ash speaks yeah uh ash speaks i believe it's yeah it's just common and goblin common common <laughs> and goblin okay i was gonna say yeah. is that a, is that a new dialect of common common <laughs> <laughs> um no it's the common with the umlauts over it got it yeah, um, uh, yeah. yeah. common 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 um <laughs> So you're not sure, but like chunks of text are just written in this language that just looks like the more you look at it, the less it looks like letters. And there's more diagrams. You can see some of the original medical diagrams from um, Wilder, you know, get, you know, marked up and just gets nice. wilder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I realized that as soon as I said it. Wilder Levithal. <laughs> and that's the podcast, folks. Can't get anything. No one's going to get that joke, this. and nobody should explain it. Uh, so, like, you see more diagrams being drawn in, you know, just things. Like, there's just smudges of ink across the paper. But, um, yeah, you're not. After a certain point, it just stops. Hmm. So, okay, a couple of questions. Uh, the chicken scratch. Just to clarify, it's like a written version of when somebody who speaks two languages equally proficiently, like, flits between them, like when people in New York speak Spanglish. 
Kind of. Okay. So for for a chunk of it, and then it just switches exclusively to this other language. Okay. Um. So two further questions. One: Is there any kind of record of anyone else needing care in the medical tents at any given point, or is it just Wilder? Just Wilder. Just Wilder. So they're the only patient, which means we know who did everything, probably, as well as we know who that blood belonged to. Uh, and second, these medical examination diagrams, how intent are they? Like, how, how in-depth are the diagrams themselves? Surprisingly in-depth. Like, you actually, um, I mean, it's a pretty simple, it's a weird wound that Wilder seems to have um, sustained. Like, it's marked by, like, pretty much, like, a singular kind of red dot, like, on their chest, on the right mm-hmm. side of their chest. Um, but, you know, as you start flipping through, you can see, like, that red dot, um, he starts, you can see the doctor start to use, like, black ink to draw, like, squiggles around it. Ah. Some um, of the worst things in this world are delivered by needlepoint. Never trust a small wound. <laughs> so, like, and you can see, like, you know, it just, there are points where, like, he takes, like, that medical diagram and has, like, blackened in, like, most of the right arm and side of body some kind of corruptive agent either a poison that spread through the body or some kind of parasite that was eating away uh one more thing to check the examination table the like heavier set table i assume there's some kind of like leather wraps or bands on it in the event like yes does it look like the table has seen any kind of use is there any kind of material or fluid still on the table is the leather worn in any way no, it all seems um, and really remarkably fresh, or at least very well taken care of. Mm-hmm. I think Ash will give one more cursory glance to this room, but not. I think I think Ash will go back to the body in the bed, is as the one last thing, uh, and and seeing the medical examination, and knowing that this body is likely dead, is going to take out his sword and cut the clothes off of this body uh, and, and look at it. Is there any kind of like similar red point as is described in the medical documents or is there any kind of like black corruption coating the body? Um, Give me a medicine check. Alright. Come on, Ash. This is what you're trained for. Uh, that is a total of 18. So, um, as you start to cut the body cut the clothes off the body rather um attempt to attempt to leave the body as unmarred as possible like you actually like as you're kind of getting closer you can see the actual name on the um on the front left breast pocket is Coveen. Mm-hmm. um but you as you get closer and start kind of poking around like there are a few puncture wounds actually that you can see have gone clear through the coat you see one has entered in just below the right rib cage and another one has entered from through the left side of the neck um but more notably now that you're kind of like poking around actually investigating like the eyelids were closed but as you get closer and kind of start examining you can see that like oh, no. there's like the eyelids being closed like there's not even being as desiccated as it is like there's something not right about the way the eyelids are laying on it. And as you investigate, it looks, you can see 
trauma. no eyeballs in those sockets. Are there? there are no eyeballs in that socket, oh. and you can actually see, like that. There's, like, what looks like you know trauma, like around the eye socket. Like it's almost like two perfectly circular holes have been punched through. Oh God, vile. Oh, um, my. So something ripped this guy's eyes out. And that's um, not fun. It's also like just how paper dry everything uh-huh. feels. Hmm. Like it's okay. everything. It's just like as you're like examining, like you're trying your hardest not to actively touch the body, but like every now and then you feel it's just like oh ah, ugh, it feels like paper. I think I think piercing or piecing together a lot of what's happening here. Ash is not a squeamish man, but seeing that something is going on here that like the, the the kind of wounds and the the this is something ash does not understand and was never taught in his medical training uh so he's he's starting to that that fear of the unknown is kind of starting to build and i think i think he thinks it's time to get out of this town uh so he he backs up uh go he goes to walk out of the the room and then like stops and goes out the exit door uh walks back into the the other chamber with the various cots, gives a quick cursor glance, and walks back out into the wind. All right. Meanwhile, back in the research tent. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Investigation! (laughs) So, as you guys approach the research tent, like, um, it is twice the size of some of the crew tents. Um... It is this large building. Well, building. Air quotes. Um, (laughs) Well, in a way, a tent was built. It's true. It was erected. Um, So this large structure um, Uh made of that (laughs) heavy-duty cloth, canvas cloth. (laughs) Thompson duty. (laughs) Heavy-duty. Good night, everyone. (laughs) No! We have hit peak comedy. We can no longer <laughs> be funny. It. We made it. <laughs> so, as... <laughs> so, you make your way you know, towards the front of this tent. It's labeled right above the doorframe, like, research. Um, you know, each of the tent flaps has that big, you know, fanciful R um, painted onto it. Um, it's a bit extra for a research tent. Uh, yeah, 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 it is. It's R for research. Or Ravensboro, you know. No. <laughs> it's just pretentious, you know. Why? Why you gotta put an R on it at all? Just, just make the damn, the damn tent. Yeah, you know? like, like why, why? Yeah. Why add more yeah, to I it? I agree with you. Purpose is done. Like, what are they advertising uh, for down here? Like, like no one here knows who, what tent this is for. <laughs> they have to label yeah. it. There's like how many people down here? It's like what five tents? You think that it needs a symbol on it? Like, th- do they think that the people here are dumb? It's subliminal messaging. <laughs> Maybe it is subliminal. For some reason, Ash, I feel like they would think that. So I'm I can still him. hear his voice on the wind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right here, guys. <laughs> All right. Well, I, my frustrations are out, so I'm good. Let's go in. Uh, yep. So you enter. Okay. So you're entering the tent, and um, as you walk in, um, it is ever so slightly warmer in here um you can actually see that you know this room is you know, as you enter first and foremost like there's that same kind of like 
flickery popping startup of the uh the light bulbs um you know there's this old-timey looking filament bulbs and that just uh, happened as soon as we entered like it wasn't on before we entered no it entered it turned on like they're almost like you get the impression like maybe they're motion sensitive you see Hoon's um, eyes just like squint real hard yeah is so, uh Hoon's the detect magic still up like so you're getting yeah you're definitely getting a slight ping off of these things like a very low level like cantrip level evocation Mm. um you know it's almost like you can kind of like hoon you're more mechanically minded um at least with your technological background like you can see like almost exactly how this these things function like they have like that like a softball size kind of crystal bally shape wrapped with kind of copper wires leading up into that light chamber. You know, that looks almost like the green Coleman camping this, lamps. This makes a lot of sense. Um, um, so like you get the impression that like just the Orby part of it acts as a form of battery. So as long as, you know, some sort of, energy is put into it it'll power the spell within in this case being light but it seems you know based on kind of like how long it's taking for it to kind of build up to full brightness like there's four of these kind of throughout the room so as you step in like all four of them just kind of just kind of very slowly flicker on um casting like that warm kind of you know filament old-timey edison bulb like golden glow over everything um kind of giving everything a weird sepia-ish tone um you can see that there are just shelves upon shelves of specimen jars um some of them have just fluid in it some of them are empty you can see some of them have um rock samples kind of suspended in some kind of fluid um you can see what look like um branches and leaves in some of them um there are desks kind of scattered like almost like in a perimeter around the room with like um you know each desk having its own small kind of storage unit right next to it not like quite a, a filing ca- like a cubby um, oh are there any lunch boxes in them uh not that you can immediately any see s- any stickers <laughs> <laughs> actually yes there is one sticker of a unicorn I... um pocket it it's actually you know it's like four feet up oh shit i I, I cast enlarge on myself um but more notable in this room is the the large kind of central exam table it's like a nearly eight foot square um just made of this heavy solid wood um you know, at the far end of the room, you can also see a, um, you know, one of those, like, iron pot belly stoves. And, uh, the, on the center, in, <clears throat> in the center of this exam table, there's this large thing. Like, it's, size and shape is roughly... I would say half the size of a Fiat. <laughs> so it's like roughly. Mm. Yes, yeah, so like, I understand that reference in size. <laughs> so like it's like three by six 
kind of like rectangle, like almost kind of ovally in shape. Um, at initial glance, it almost looks like it's been um, made. It's just this black rock that's just you can see there's things kind of carved into it but um also notable in this room is a body just kind of sprawled on the ground right in front of you when you first walk in oh all right um it's a way to say hello to this place that's that's, you know just bury that lead a little bit yeah just a bit i'm i feel bad that i went straight for the unicorn sticker and not look down <laughs> I, I mean i didn't even right. notice i almost tripped over it actually quincy quincy to be to be fair you know um the light wasn't on and then and then it turned That's, on so like thank you that does right? make me feel better all right um do you want to check out the body i check out the rock i feel like i feel like if we go near this rock or whatever it is uh we should probably do it together um well i'll just go do that real quick I, this guy's yeah, yeah. not going anywhere yeah let's let's just do that real quick yeah, the rock I, I actually don't know much about. So this I know is dead. So You I see um Quincy starts to like shudder with their hands a little bit on, on the I weapon. Do? I mean Hoon, jeez. <laughs> Hoon, snap out of it, alright? You you even oh I see the problem. I, I reach up and I grab a thought strand that was st- stuck to his jacket. So like he's just been in my memory for a little bit and I just there we go, yep. That should, oh, that should do it. Oh, oh, okay. All right. All right. Okay. All right. Let's let's look at this rock. All right. Yeah, I take yeah, out yeah. my my magnifying glass and uh, get up real close. So you're, I mean, you're fully able to get, actually get up on top of the table if you want, like <laughs> for sure. Yeah, um, I, absolutely. I'm on top of this giant table. So, like, as you're investigating it, like. You're kind of looking around. Um, give me either an investigate or nature check. Mm, let's see. I would like to give the help action to Quinty. Uh, oh, yeah. Thank so you. roll that with advantage. That's thanks to the advantage. Man, that would have been nice if I'd remembered to uh, have Bone give me the help action. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, now you know. Now you know. Uh, <laughs> thanks to that investigation Fuck. assist by whom? Uh, it's a twenty-five. Dang. Okay. Um. Yeah, make make sure you 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 get over the, over there. Yeah. Oh right. Oh, you know what? You putting there just made me realize I flipped the magnifying glass over. I had it the wrong way. It... <laughs> Thank you, Hoon. That was a problem. Oh, it's yeah, talking yeah. here. That's good. Um. So with your investigate, you're kind of poking around, like you know, looking around at this massive stone structure. It almost looks like it's made of basalt. Like, it's this nearly perfectly smooth black surface. But it is almost like borderline scrimshaw in appearance. It looks almost like a massive carved creature in a way. Like, something about it kind of has, like, you can see what would almost resemble a head. You see things that would, like, kind of be, like... Something kind of like arms, but there are just way too many of them to be rationally arms. Um, you can see it's got this kind of like large, kind of bulbousy looking body. Um, but as you're kind of poking around and investigating, you see like the only real bit of texture other than what's been carved out. There's um, text kind of carved 
like around the edges of kind of like each piece. And Quincy, what languages do you speak? So here's the thing. Uh, I speak common, gnomish, and thieves can't. However, there is another language that I know, uh, and I believe that's the language of the mind players. Uh, I don't have it written down. Uh, but I also don't comprehend languages, so if I can't understand this, I most likely will just flip that on. So, as you're looking at it, like, it looks almost like worms having tantric sex. Mm. What? Like, the the way the letters are kind of, like, they're just kind of these weird squiggly yet somehow jaggedy kind of shapes. And like as you're looking at them, you can hear the fucking careless whisper in the background. <laughs> a worm is playing the saxophone with a, a nice little hat on. <laughs> so like, like a tie. You're looking at it and like you you're looking at it like, oh, that's that's weird. But you're as you're looking at it like you get almost like a twitchy flicker in your eye. And it's like suddenly it's almost like they got translated for you. I see. Alright. Hey, hey, uh, what, 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 what do you see? Yeah, Hoon, what languages do you speak? Uh, so, Hoon, Hoon speaks, uh, Yeah, no one actually thought that their chosen languages would have any kind of important impact on their character, huh? Hey, you know, uh, you never know. I figured mine would, just not, not this early. I speak uh, common and primordial. Okay. Yeah, no, you got nothing. But Quincy, like, as you're looking, like, at these undercommon letters, um... Is that the word? Is it? Is it under common? Either way, yeah, it's for, it's uh, for mind players. Deep speech. Uh, so they used to speak either one when they would speak, uh, but now I think they're supposed to write in Qualith, and it's basically like an imprint message, and you would put your finger up to it and kind of read it like a memory. Gotcha. Um. So I might, I'll take, like, Thought Strand, and I'll just, like, pull off the message as it speaks to me. It. You hear fucking Sean Bean, you know, <laughs> reading it over. Sean? Is that you, Mr. Bean? It's a magic ebook. <laughs> Look back to Game of Thrones. <laughs> so as you're reading, thought reading, you know, the lettering of this, this, thing in front of you like you're getting like a name like asheroth the the hive warden keeper of flesh you know it just keeps going on with these accolades like just kind of you know tender to the eggs you know broodling master is this Um, uh giving me any type of vibes with anything mind flare or lithid related not quite yeah, that's worse. Alright. Like, it's definitely in the same vein, but not Mind Flayer or Illithid. But definitely in that same aberrational family. Right. Um, 
mentions Carcosa a couple of times. <laughs> Tiamat might make an appearance once or twice. Um, oh, well, that'd be great, yeah. You know. uh, Hoon, I, uh, I think that these... This egg here, I think it's an egg, honestly. It's like a wolf's got this creature on it. I'm not really possibly sure. You don't suppose uh, we should blow it up, do you? Absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely, I do not. <laughs> Is that your first, like, instinct? Well, you don't suppose we should blow it up, do you? Is that just your first instinct, Hoon? Is that just, like, default? Let's try blowing it up and then work backwards to, from there? To, or be, is it like... to be frank, to be frank, you know, right now it's not moving. Um... Right. I'm assuming that it might be, you know, something that can possibly move on its own. And frankly, if um, what would you read? What you read? Because like you, you, you something you read about something, right? Yeah, uh, something around. Um, I'm sorry, DM. Can you remind me the name and everything again? Asheroth, keeper of the flesh. Hive... Asheroth, keeper of the flesh. Hive warden. Yes. Yeah, the full title list, please. Uh, oh, boy. <laughs> keeper, keeper of souls. Yeah. Uh, polisher um, of utensils. Um, oh, sucker pusher of, of pencils. Um, you saw his sucker of Crazy boats. fingered. Um, oh, yep. Um, <laughs> so I, I repeat Quincy, this whole thing. You shouldn't be that close to it. I, I really don't think that you should be that close to it, Quincy. Uh, I thought you were a scientist. Where's your, your instinct for discovery? Well, 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 if it doesn't have the possibility to move, then it'll be fine. But, but this this thing might might be might. Right. Okay. Hoon, calm down. Let's take it. Let's take a breath. Right. It's not moving right now, like you aptly pointed out. Let's just assume it's not going to move, just for now. Take like the uh, okay. Just take like yeah. the orcish riser. Yeah approach uh the simplest thing is most likely the the right explanation you know that makes sense that, that, that makes a lot of sense yup yup right yep. now okay. let's move on to what it's saying to us right it's saying oh, okay. something about hmm. some type of you know um aberration aberration type hmm. uh, creature um i'm looking at that body over there. I'm thinking, trying to check that that out, see if there's some sort of correlation here. And then maybe we can blow it up after that. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. Um, All right. So many problems would be solved if you if your first solution was, hey, TNT. <laughs> <laughs> we look for TNT. Um, give me. All right, let's. No, you don't find a TNT. Not not in let's, this tent. Uh, no. Let's head over to the body. Roll then. a nat twenty. Roll a nat twenty for TNT. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make our own when we get back to the tree. We'll take some of the coal, you know, figure something out. Um, oh, also, uh, just passive perception ash. check. Uh, is there any coffee? Uh, not in here. Okay, that's just that constantly going on. I just want to use my passive investigation <laughs> for the future of a twenty-one. <laughs> Specifically for you to tell me if there's any coffee anywhere I'm going, all right? That's constantly on on Quincy's mind. He's like he's itching for the fix. So you have just... my word. Thank you very much. Mm. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Yes. Okay. Now we can focus on the dead body. That's now that the priorities are settled. You know, honestly, this tracks. This tracks for a private investigation. <laughs> I, I need to do my job. Oh, I need to do my job here. Uh, all right. All right. I haven't slept in fourteen weeks. <laughs> um. <laughs> 
Wait, Quincy, Quincy, do, do, you, do you mind helping me with, with this, with uh, looking at, at, at this cadaver? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, have you uh, had experience in this before? Because uh, um, I couldn't just let my, my doctor uh, check it out and ra- uh, Dr. Ratson scurries up to my shoulder, full <laughs> uniform. Does he have the little, like, the, the silver... Absolutely. Yes, that and a, a, and a white lab coat. Yes, yep. perfect. Yeah. Uh, the sleeves are ripped, though. He's, he's like, a, oh. a cool oh. doctor. Ah, oh. uh, like, ripped yeah. off, like, the shoulders or, like, halfway down? Oh, by the shoulders. By okay, the shoulders. yeah, no, just, like, just ripped up, like... Just, like, yeah, okay. really strong legs. Scale of one to ten, Sick. how much muscle on that rat? <laughs> that rat is muscular. Oh, my god. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, so... Uh, I'll, uh, I'll give you the help action if you'd like to take a look at the cadaver. So, yeah, give me either, uh, investigate or mess- uh, medicine. Okay. Oh, um, okay. Man, if only you had a trained medical expert in this tent. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Did the, the trained medical expert went to the medical tent? <laughs> <laughs> the uh, nerds are over here. All right. <laughs> we're all nerds. This is an intelligence-based oh, party. Wait, what do you all mean? Nerds. So <laughs> we all have high intelligence. <laughs> Fuck. That would have been a natural one, but with uh, Quincy, you know, directing Hoon around, giving very key pointers. We got a 17. Okay. Like that. So, with that, um, you actually see that the name, first and foremost on the coat, reads Peters, which doesn't mean much to you right now. Um, but as you're kind of poking around and just looking, you can see um, just very, what look like very sharp puncture wounds. Um, and, you know, without any kind of, like, without any kind of pomp and circumstance, like, yeah, those eyes are gone. Um, and, like, you can actually get a better impression, like, as you're kind of poking around and looking, like, as you kind of get up and kind of into those empty sockets, you can actually see it looks like something forced its way in. Like, they were entry points. Um, in the eyeballs. Yes. This is um, this is very. Uh, didn't we just walk through eyeballs? And something <laughs> or another, like <laughs> the parallelism. The huh, it's almost like it's planned, huh? <laughs> dun, dun, dun. No, I actually it wasn't. What is it? With, what is fun. it with you and facial features, Tom? Like from from teeth to eyeballs. Yeah, I mean, who's to say that the tooth horror is not going to make a reappearance? No. Like, yeah, we're going to get a nostril horror after this. I still have shivers oh. from that. Oh, we're just going to be fucking bubba 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 bubba. But um, no. But you're also as you're poking around, like it looks like something shotgunned this individual near named Peter's, like a Capri Sun. Do I punctured a hole in the eyes and just crushed them like a can? Right out through the eye sockets. So I'm assuming we're having like this conversation, like a back and forth, figuring these things out. As yeah, like. that's fair. Um, yep. Who knows? This is. I'm gonna go look for any uh, weapons, any signs of, uh, you know, um, uh, leftover ammunition. Um, we should probably get back. In touch with uh, Ash and try to uh, see what he's uh, figured out as soon as possible. You poke uh, your head out and call him over. I, I, 
I'd, I'd like to, but I, I really feel like as though I need to um, check check out these desks and more specifically, you know, the, the cubby storage areas. Because every once in a while, you know, there's somebody who likes to leave their journal behind because they forgot that day. Um, okay. Yep. I hear you. Yep. Gotcha. So I'm, I'm going to go, sure. go ahead and check check all these desks, you know. All right. Then I will just go and, and get Ash then. Um. So, all right. So, Hoon, go ahead and give me... Um, um, debate again. It's either perception or investigate. Um, describe how you're going about it, and that'll make up my mind. Yes, animal handling. <laughs> <laughs> you wrangle up an Doctor Ratzenstein. <laughs> you wrangle up an Arctic fox and have it look for you. Um, <laughs> ah, <laughs> and I use the raised suns as a divide. All right. Anyway, um. Yeah, so, yeah, you see Hoon goes over to these desks and, you know, um, does a, a pretty good, pretty good, you know, sweep over the tops of all of them. Um, looks around in the local vicinity around them, too, to see if any, like, papers might have fallen off. Um, and then also, you know, attempts to try every single cubby door and see if they'll open. Um, so, that would be uh, Investigate. Give me an investigate check. Twelve. Twelve. Um, you do find some notes. They're all fairly kind of cut and dry field reports. Um, you find some logs for some of the specimens in the jars. Um, Mm -hmm. you do find a, uh, a unicorn sticker. Let's go. One of the cubbies, you find a, uh... Don't steal my bit. Don't just say pocket. (laughs) Oh, well, I mean, if you're putting it in Ash's pocket, then yes. Um, <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> I don't like sure. But uh, you do find a lunchbox in one of them, but uh, it is you creak it open just a little bit and like immediately clam it shut again because just the smell hits you like a Mack truck. Um, you see, like we're just like oh, <laughs> like it was maybe tuna at one point. Um. <laughs> Like, the Arctic air has done nothing to help that. <laughs> so, but you go to open up the last cubby, and, like, you're not really finding anything, like, specific of note. It's all pretty straightforward, kind of cut-and-dry logs, but you go to open that last cubby. It's not that big, but you open it up, and, like, another... well. What was maybe once a person kind of just falls out. No, 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 It'd be um, impressive if it was, considering how many places it's been broken to fit into, like, a 12 by 12 cubby. <laughs> oh, my God. Um. Uh, who, who doesn't inspect said body? Cadaver. Um. I'm sorry, did you say does or does not? Does. Okay. Um. I mean... Initial glance, without giving without you rolling, like, initial glance, like, it's going to be very difficult to tell 
kind of how this body perished. Um, considering it was crushed into a, you know, roughly 12 foot cube. And yeah, fucking meat boy over here. Meat, little meat guy. Um, but you also notice, though, like, it also seems to be completely drained of fluids. Um, it seems to be little more than a skin sack with some crushed bone bits inside of it. Me after your mom. Um, <laughs> what? Gross. <laughs> what? Um, Sit down. But the name on the coat says Ragnar. Oh. Which, I mean, doesn't mean much to you yet. Um, meanwhile, Quincy... <laughs> You're out there hey. calling for Ash. Ash, yeah, you get. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually, I actually just finished up. Yeah, what's up? Oh, yeah. Uh, Where, where's anyone him? dead? Anyone dead with you or? Uh, one corpse. Yeah, yeah same here. <laughs> All right, good. Still on the level. Okay. Quick, quick question. Uh, hmm. how big a fan of you are files full of information holding papers? Because you're a detective, right? It's come on. Yeah, you guys, you guys. Here, I got this. Story. Oh, you do. I, I, Ash hands over uh, the the Manila folder and the like, <laughs> the the New Age stapled uh, set of documents. In like the most <laughs> practiced motion, uh, Quincy like reaches into like his coat pocket, pulls out a pipe, already is lighting it with his other hand, and as he like lights it, goes down into his pocket, pulls out five thumbtacks uh, and like a mm-hmm. roll of yarn. After lighting, <laughs> after he pulls this out, he like puffs back out uh, some smoke, puts it back in his mic, uh, his mouth, uh, and then uh, grabs the document with his free hand, sits down, opens it up, and immediately just okay. starts making like a thing. Don't, so don't don't sit down, don't sit down. Because I was gonna say, yep. I'll give a full. I'm gonna give a full debrief once we're back with Hoon, and if you don't stand up, I'm just gonna pick you up and carry you. Let's do that. And I just keep doing okay. it. Uh, Ash just picks Q up and places him on Daedra, the little walking medical <laughs> table. And just has the little has her walk him in uh, oh, while perfect. like at Ash's side to go reconvene with Hoon in the R and D. That was perfect. <laughs> yeah, so uh, you guys reconvene. There's Hoon now standing over a uh, one more body so than makes... uh, you left him with. And it's so who and this is number three? Uh, oh, 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 yeah, yes, yes, yes. This, this. Uh, wait, okay. number three? Um, there's two. I had one. You guys had. Oh, one. oh, oh. Okay. Um, yeah. um. Did did it also have no blood in it? Yeah, emaciated, puncture wounds all over the body, eyes torn uh, out. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. We 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 so. investigated one of the eyes, and it looks like it, it was like a like an entry point almost, like and an exit point. Of some kind. Yeah. You want to hear a uh, debrief of what I found in the medical uh, test? Yes. Yes. It's it quite might, fascinating. Might help, might help clear up some uh, some of what you got here. So I, I went in. First thing I noticed, the thing that drew my eye was that it looked like something ripped out of the tent from the inside. Uh, when I went inside in the like the triage area where a lot of the normal cots are kept, right? Because generally in a medical tent like this, you have it, it's separated into different rooms, either between multiple different rooms of cots to separate out patients or one room for like a more intense thing or like an office room and then like a triage. It, it varies based on tent to tent. This one had a side examination room and a like a area where cots and patients were kept uh, in the room itself. There was one shattered cot and one flipped. Uh, it seemed as though something the one patient, uh, which we have names in that document there. I'll get into that in a moment. 
The one patient who had been in that tent went mad, shattered their cot, flipped another, tore their way out of the tent. Uh, there's recountings in the documents that Q is currently sifting through at a frightening pace uh, of the medical head of this group. Again, uh, we have a name. I don't think it's that important, but uh, Dr. Gaius Covine, which was the body I found, hmm. uh, recounting recounting tales of finding this uh, patient who I did not find a body for. Um, a little worrying. One of the security staff, uh, one Jacob Wilder. Uh, there's another. The corpse over there uh, by the entrance was uh, one of the other personnel. I think it was Mercedes Peters. Sadie's Peters. So I think that's Peters. Uh, this one here. Oh, that that's another security personnel. Yeah, that's right. So uh, there's just one that's missing. Well, double missing, because I'm assuming you did not find Jacob Wilder. Well, there's still there's still three. Interesting thing about this document is that they have a pilot, which means the pilot was stayed here with the plane, which means people left. They might not have. They may have just been a pilot set, so, like, set in to bring people in and then taken off. I actually wanted to, to later go into the, the sleeping chambers and see if, like, beds were labeled, see if we could find any record of the pilot actually staying here. But to circle back around to the topic at hand, uh, the doctors, uh, Gaia's, whatever the fuck their last name was. I already forgot because I don't care about these people. Um, <laughs> uh, recounted, uh, taking in Wilder, um, caring for them, and a frightening thing was a the wound that Wilder originally had was a single needle point. Obviously, already frightening. Uh, needle point wounds very. There's always some kind of worse thing going on there. It's never just oh, I got stabbed with a needle. It's no big deal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a some kind of corruption started to spread throughout the body. And as the diagrams in the medical recountings get more and more intense and graphic with, like, the, the corruption spreading through the body, the doctor's ability to retell the situation gets less and less cohesive, uh, eventually degrading entirely into a language that I myself can't understand. Is that in this, or do you have it separately? Uh, I handed both uh, piles of I documents to you. I quickly turn over to those pages while my comprehend language is still going. Yeah. So one was the dossier of the mission as a whole, and one was the doctor's notebook. So, Quincy, for you, it's not even comprehend languages. Like, this is just something that's just kind of, like, auto-translating. Mm. Um, so, much like Evan kind of uh, described, like, the Spanglish, right. you know, but there are points where, like, it's almost like a pseudo-one-to-one kind of flip- on the letters between the uh, the deep speech and regular common, um, you know, as Gaius progressively went more and more insane, because a lot of the ramblings that you see here are a lot to do with the hive, something about the hive, something about the corruptor, um, you know, must stop the corruptor, uh. And then, like, the last page that you see, it's not even so much, like, a... It's a single symbol. Um, which, just in your head, like, it flickers a bit in your eye. It's, like, almost like there's that uncomfortable twitching in the back of your eye. 
And it reads out to you. You hear it as much as you read it. Kigdos. Kigdos. Sorry, what? Kigdos. Hey. Kigdos. Kigdos. Uh, I make a quick note of that. Sorry, what what, what was that? It's, um... I'm not quite positive. But, yeah, it's... It's just something about it. Like, you hear it, and, like, you feel, like, an uncomfortable shiver. Like, in the back (sighs) of your brainstem. So... Best I can figure from the information I had, whatever expedition these were sent on, as is listed in the dossier, they were sent here on an archaeological expedition to to look over some ruins, kind of determine their importance. Uh, whatever it was, one of the security personnel got wounded, taken to the medical tent, and got slowly either consumed or taken over. Something happened to their body over an extended period of time. And over that same extended period of time, the one taking care of them went slowly insane. Uh, until eventually the one who had been originally infected tore their way out of the tent in a a rage and a fury. Um, and that's about all I could gather from the medical tent. Uh, besides these supplies, uh, hey. does anybody w- <laughs> Hey! Uh, I found a, a pair of these bottles labeled potions of healing. Uh, these could come in quite handy. I also have a bunch of medical supplies that I get the weird feeling I know how to use better than either of you. So- well... I th- Ratson definitely knows how to use it, but that's fine. Ratson does not have thumbs. That's, you think he needs it? That has not stopped rats before. And he definitely hasn't. You should see the work this guy can do uh, with his tail. You know what? Honestly, that's fair. I'm I'm judging based on appearances, not on my own experience. He'll just. But he'll, for now, yeah, I think he, he can't really carry it himself. So I think you you hold on to it. I'm going to hold yeah. on. I'm going to hold on to the medical supplies. Each of you want to take one of these potions? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Thank you. Take one. Appreciate it. All right. And, uh, uh-huh. yeah, I figure, uh, we should probably all have some way to heal each other. Is this just the it's regular call. potion of healing? Yes. Standard 2d4 plus 4. Cool. Um, Great. it's about this time that you, uh-uh. Quincy, especially, <laughs> with your 21 passive perception. Here's something. Oh, coffee. Wait, only investigation, <gasps> not perception. Not perception. Nope. Um. Uh, if it helps, my my passive perception is fourteen. And mine's thirteen. I mean, it's it's. Mine's go 12. ahead. Okay. All right. Good to know. But uh, what a nice scale. Yeah, nice mid range. Um. <laughs> but uh, you actually, even through all this, hear some loud kind of clattering like something like a bunch of boxes and crates maybe being knocked over you hear a bunch of metal cans just kind of sprawling out on the ground and you hear his physical voice just yell fuck so I think someone or something is in the supply tent and Uh, that's where we're going to leave it oh (laughs) What a cliffhanger. Be sure to join us next week as we continue our delve into the Frozen Terror. Uh, Thank you again for joining us, everyone. Uh, Calling it a terror? Well, 
Episode one was so happy. And yeah. Now yeah. Literally I mean, there's like... something out there shotgunning people like Capri Suns, like... <laughs> <laughs> fucking doing a keg stand of a person. Oh my god. <laughs> Through the eyeballs. It takes... It does take shotgunning to a whole new level. 100%. It's true. So, thank you again, everyone, for joining us. I've been Tom. These have been the rest of my idiots. Yeah, we're idiots. Yep. Tom's the only one who needs to do an exit introduction. That's true. Um, That's true. The rest of us yeah. don't deserve it. Yeah. So. We're we're the three. We're the three. Who are we? We're the what three. We? The three what? We're, we're, we're the three. Finish the thought. We're, we're, no, we're the, that's uh, that's the end. We're the three. We're the Nice recovery. We're, well we're, played, gentlemen. Well we're played. Dumb, well played. We're dumb and dumber, and we're dumb and dumber in the other one. Yeah. yeah. Whatever is after. Dumb that. and dumber and Mo. <laughs> What's up, Mo? I don't know which one. <laughs> Wait, who's Mo? <laughs> oh god. I don't know. I'm I... saying hi to Mo. It's definitely not me. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Uh, goodbye, <laughs> everyone. <laughs>